Welcome back. Hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, nighttime, morning. Oh, if you're kidnapped, hope you're having a wonderful time. Yeah, good on you for getting some headphones in while you got kidnapped. I know, right? This really shouldn't be what you're doing, but you know what? If these are going to be your last moments, do whatever you got to do. Mm. Let me take another drink of my fucking coffee. My coffee. Well, today we are dipping our toes into the world of Celtic mythology. Mm, dip the toes. Mm, <laughs> give me those toes, though. Careful, they might try to bite them. I hope so. What I have for us today is um, not necessarily eight stories, not eight monsters, not eight cryptids, just eight different beings from Celtic mythology. Nice. That I thought were pretty interesting. A few I've heard of, a lot I've never heard of. We're gonna share those with you today. Yay! Oh, and this time, I came prepared. What you got? I wrote down the pronunciations of some of these because some of these oh, I have really? never. Yeah, I think you have a couple of these. I have some of them. Obviously, we can pronounce some of them. Not gonna happen. So, the first one we have for you is called the uh, Daragudua. Is a vampire-like creature from Irish folklore. The name translates to the Red Bloodsucker, and is described as a female demonic entity that seduces men and drains them of their blood. No. Ooh. I see, need my blood. I need it. I can't get hard without it. According to the legend, the Deragudua was once a beautiful woman who fell in love with a local peasant, but the woman's father didn't approve of the relationship and instead set her up in an arranged marriage with a rich man. Her new husband would abuse her to the point of bringing her to suicide. Her body was buried near Strongbow's tree in the city now known as Waterford. Days later, her body would rise from her grave to seek revenge against her husband and father. First, she went to her childhood home and found her father sleeping. She kissed him on his lips and sucked all the air from his lungs. Ooh. Then she went looking for her husband. She found him staggering around drunkenly. She again sucked the air from his lungs and all the blood from his veins. Nice. Though she didn't return to her grave after... She instead began hunting other young men, luring them in so she can drain them of all their blood. There were many practices in this time of impaling corpses or placing stones on the bodies or on top of their graves to keep the revenants from rising. The legend states after they buried the woman, these measures weren't taken, possibly in grief. But as the Dera Gadua went on her many hunts, on the anniversary of her burial, they placed stones over her grave to keep her from ever rising again in the night. Damn, okay. And, uh, that's it. Nice. Nice, uh, prehistoric vampire. Yeah. You know, how people reacted back then and how superstitious they were. Yeah, I, something else I was reading. The, those superstitions lasted all the way up until, like, World War II over in the UK. Yeah, true. Like, there's stories of, like, snipers going on the battlefield to bodies they already shot and, like, turning them over. 
Damn. Because on top of the stones, there was also, like, if you buried them face down, apparently revenants couldn't just flip themselves around. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so if they start, they would just start digging and they would dig themselves underground. Eh, down to go to China. Alright, Gabe, tell us about the Dulahan. Well, the Dulahan is a really cool mobile suit. It comes from the Gundam series. It's a. It has a Hades or the exam system in it. Wrong, wrong podcast. Oh yeah, you're right. We're, we're spooky podcast. Yeah, we're not. We're not nerd podcast. Are you just jealous? Uh, that's definitely. We're we're definitely gonna split off into some other shit eventually. Yeah. As for right now, though, spooky shit only. Spooky shit is. All right. The Dullahan is an ancient Ireland headless horseman. He is often described as a headless man dressed in a long black coat, riding on a, on the back of a black headless horse, holding the set high in search of sounds to take, or riding in a black carriage pulled by six horses. His carriage is made of coffins and bones. It's pretty metal. It's said he appeared at the sunset on a certain festival and big feast days, looking for souls to steal. One of the only ways to drive him away with precious metals which, if thrown to the ground in front of him, he and the horse would turn around and flee. It's believed the Headless Horseman legend traces back to ancient Celtic god of fertility, Crom Dub. As back in his day, he would receive a yearly human sacrifice by beheading. But in the 6th century, when Christianity weaseled its way into Ireland, uh, here we go. The sacrifice of the old god ceased, and it's believed Krom Dub took on the form of the headless horseman to give sacrifices himself. Ooh. Next one is one I think everyone's heard of before. The Banshee. The Banshee is both a fairy and a death omen in Irish folklore. In some versions of the legend, it's believed every family has its own Banshee. The Banshee can also take many different forms. Some of those include a beautiful woman in a shroud. A pale red-headed woman in a white dress. A woman in a long silver dress with silver hair. A headless woman naked from the waist up holding a bull of blood. An old woman in a green dress with red eyes and white hair. And an old woman in a long black dress with a black veil over her face. I love how that went from just like, oh, pretty woman to headless woman holding a bull of blood. Ooh, headless woman. But her titties are out. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, okay. The origins of the legend can be traced back to the 8th century, to a tradition of women known as keeners, who sung mm. sorrowful songs upon someone's death. But because they were said to take alcohol as payment, they were, quote, sinners, and said to become banshees after death. Don't take alcohol as payment, apparently. Yep, then do it. Depending on the kind of person they were in life would determine the kind of banshee they'll become in death. Ah. A quote, good banshee will tend to follow their families and those close to them after death, warning them of someone's death days before with their song. It's usually said that only the one the song is intended for will be able to hear it. These spirits tend to appear as beautiful apparitions, like the first three we started the list off with. But a quote, bad banshee tended to be someone who died with hate in their hearts. Rather than singing, these banshees shrieked and howled to signal one's death. They tended to follow those that they hated in their living life and reveled in their deaths. 
These banshees appeared as the old woman in the frightening apparitions at the end of that list. Damn. Yes. That's cool, though. Yeah. You better hope you don't get the headless banshee with her titties out. Nah. How does that one shriek? Um. She got no head. Ghostly whales? This is out of the fucking nub in her neck? Yeah, probably. What a world we live in. Mm. Slua are souls of Irish sinners come back from the dead as evil spirits to take more souls back with them. They flew through the air in crescent shapes like a flock of birds, attempting to gain access to the homes of the dying to take the souls. Some recorded them to being Celtic versions of the Wild Hunt. Not the Wild Hunt. That's cool though. Yeah, some of these don't have it quite as much as the others, but they're all pretty interesting. Next thing we have is the Celtic god of death, Baylor. So, Baylor was the Celtic god of death and the king of the demon race known as the Fomori, who were said to live in the depths of lakes and oceans. He was described as a giant cyclops whose eye was capable of killing just from a single look. According to Celtic legends, Baylor hears a prophecy which states that he will be killed by one of his grandsons. So Baylor locks his only daughter, Athenia, I think, I didn't find all these pronunciations, in a tower to keep her from getting pregnant. Damn. Baylor leaves to the mainland to steal the, quote, cow of abundance, which belonged to a man named McKinley. In an attempt to get his cow back, he learns of the prophecy that Baylor had heard and heads to the tower, which he must have figured out somehow. So he can go impregnate Baylor's daughter. He succeeds. Ooh. Probably not consensually. Nope, it never is. And she bears three sons, and though Baylor has them all drowned, Damn. one survives and is raised by a smith. And then years later, the two meet by chance, and Baylor is killed by his grandson. I think we know why Baylor was killed in the end. Probably. And according to some variations of these legends, after Baylor is killed, the Fomori all flee to the lakes and oceans, and over the years, they become the many sea monsters of legend. Cool. And uh, that is Baylor. Even if someone reads your fortune and they're really good, don't take it as uh, the Nobel. The fortune, your future is always fluid. It's never written in stone. Maybe just change. don't get your fortune told by um, kiosk mall fortune tellers. But I want to. Car man. Car man. A man made of car. <laughs> Optimus Prime. A car made of man. Ew, my car's sticky. Why is it all fleshy? You. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine that? That'd be weird. Ew, I don't want to imagine that. I'd be sitting on like a lung or something. Yeah. Wreck me! Moves around. Kill me! Common was the Celtic goddess of dark magic. Ooh. Ooh. Dark magic. Ooh. She was said to roam around with the three sons. Dub, Dosser, and D- Dane. Great names. Best grand name. I love others like you. Like Dove. Dosser. And Dane. Dane. My name's Dane. Dane. Which translated to darkness, evil, and violence. Is that what Dane means? <laughs> I guess so. Dane. Better not fuck with me. I'm violent. 
It was said that Carmen put a curse on all the corpses of Ireland until the people of the goddess Danu or Tuatha, Tuatha Danan. Yeah. I think. I didn't look up that pronunciation. I forgot about that one. Used her magic to defeat her and send her sons across the sea. In many versions of the legend, Carmen and her sons came over from Greece as warriors and witches to spread despair throughout Ireland. Alright, man, these people got it too good. Yeah, they go fuck some shit up. Well, apparently, she's a Greek witch. Ooh. I don't know if, like, I didn't look into if she was actually, like, part of Greek legend. I've never heard of her before. So I'm pretty sure that it was just part of the Celtic legend that she came from Greece. Yeah. You're probably just pissed off at Greece for something. So, what I got now? I got one, another one for you here. Yay. This one is called Lianon She. Ooh, cool. And Lianon She is often described as a muse, a demon, and one of Ireland's early versions of the vampire. Okay. Got, got like two vampires up in this B. Nice. She was said to be a beautiful woman who gave inspiration to poets and musicians. She would make these artists her lover, sharing her magic with them. The magic gave them the inspiration to be the best they could be at their craft. But she wouldn't stay with them, and when she left, her magic left with her. Oh. This would lead her lovers to a spiral of depression so strong they all took their own lives. And once dead, Leonon took her lovers back to her lair where she would bleed their corpses into a giant red cauldron. The blood cauldron was said to be the source of all her beauty and her magic. Damn. It was also said that while she may not be able to be killed, you could stop her from rising by placing stones over her resting place as she slept. So, um... I mean, they got the fuck. Yeah. But, uh, was it worth it? I don't know, I couldn't find out how long she left. Like, she let them live. Oh, okay. I mean, if it's like ten years, you know... Eh. Good poet. Yeah. Smashing. Good spirits. Good spirits. It's good. It's all good, boy. It's, yeah, it's all good. good. It's so, all good. The only price is your life. Yeah. Alright. This is the last one. The questing beast. The questing beast. The questing The questing beast, which is a Celtic manticore, said to have the head of a snake. The body of a leopard, the backside of a lion, and the hooves of a deer. That's very specific, too, yeah, for Manticore. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's very specific. If you see anything slightly different, ain't the questing beast. No. Nope. You're just a regular beast. It's just a regular beast. That beast ain't questing like this one is. <laughs> it is on a quest that will talk to you. Excuse me, fine, sir. Excuse me. I'm on a quest. The quest. Coochie. Oh, come join me. I'm on the same quest. Hey. It said the beast would constantly cry out with the sound of dirty barking dogs. The beast was the target of many knights throughout myth and legend. It appeared in many legends of King Arthur, appearing to the young knight after having an affair with his half sister. Ooh, I see, I see. The young knight had an affair. Ooh. With his half-sister. Half-sister, not full. Bro, what are you doing? It's okay, only half. Uh, in the same legend, Arthur is told by King Pel- 
Helenor, Helenor. that it's the family's mission to hunt down the beast. Merlin also revealed that the beast was born of a princess who lusted after her brother. There's a lot of incest in this story. It always is. <laughs> it always comes down to incest. The prison's prison princess <laughs> would sleep with the, with the devil who promised to make her brother her lover. But the devil manipulated her into accusing her brother of rape. Oof. Sad days. Sad days. The father had him ripped apart by the by a pack of dogs, but before his death, he said his sister would give birth to a monster that would make the same sounds as the dog, which were about to end his life. And, then and that's it. She bore the questing beast. Yeah, I never found out uh, what his quest was though. And uh, that was Celtic mythology. A little snippet of it. We'll probably do another one because Celtic shit's fucking weird. Yeah, that's still cool. Yeah. Well, something to hold y'all over while I am working on a much bigger project. That is taking me a lot longer than I thought it would. Mostly because he's dumb. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if you forgive him because he's lovable. Whatever. <laughs> Tune in next week, you fuckers, when I hopefully have it ready for us. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, um... I suppose that's going to be it for today. It was a short one, but a fun one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I like it. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Hope you're all having a wonderful time. Be safe. Play some Pokemon, some magic. Play whatever you want to play. Everything, as always, is in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Send us some Skrilla. Buy Skrilla. some Buy some fucking bling. The bling. Uh, Y'all have a good night. Hail Satan. Blessed be. Take care.